is it better to be bad or boring? A question that has probably never actually plagued our minds, but something I decided that we should probably actually dig into because I don't know. I think a lot of people say bad. I don't think it makes sense. I'm Chris, Mykonos fan. With me today, Nico. What's up, gamers? I gave him some relief. Moriarty. Hi. Hello. Thank you. Hello. And Kevin, the Golden Bolt. I'm both bad and boring. Oh, well, what's that like? Uh, it's, you know, every day is a struggle. I, I get out of bed and I eat bran flakes and no milk. It's water. And I stare <laughs> into the abyss and think that I should buy some kind of boat. But then I realize I live in a landlocked state and I go to bed and I can't even cry because it's boring. Like you keep crying would show emotion, but bad and boring means that I just have to I have to stay at this level all the time. Isn't bad and boring a song? It, it is be. now by hit singer <laughs> All Hail Buckets. It's a story of the life of whatever character I just made up that sounds really damn depressing. <laughs> it did sound really depressing. I the the brand with water was gross, boring, and bad all at once. So yeah. This came to our mind recently and i think i really resonated with it because growing up on especially like gaming youtube right where there were years and years of angry gaming youtubers very upset at the worst video games imaginable you would hear a refrain sometimes where it's like well it, you know it's better to be bad than boring because at least i'll remember bad or at least there's something to be extracted from critically or something with bad and i think that was a very Self-serving viewpoint sounds very uh, pointed in a way I don't want it to, but I think maybe what they were doing with their free time perhaps colored a perspective on that, because I don't know if it's actually better for something to be bad generally, right? If you're doing that, of course, you have a lot more to riff on. There's a lot more to say about Sonic 06 than whatever mediocre Sonic game uh, suits your fancy. Everyone has a different opinion, right? But Sonic 06 was kind of the poster child, right? Superman 64, um, White Knight Chronicles 1. Let's go with that. Throw a deep cut in there. How about that one? But Was that bad? Was that bad? I don't know. We'll see what people say. <laughs> that, see, I was just going to say, anybody who you've ever heard say that it's better to be bad than boring, tell them that the Crubcast says they're wrong and then link this episode timestamp exactly now, uh, two minutes and 45 seconds into this podcast, I'm guessing. I don't care. Uh, and then we'll get hate mail from all those other creators, most of whom don't check the comments anymore. <laughs> so I think that'd be pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, pretty cool. Just yeah. like Clank being a robot. Clank is a robot. Yeah. So I, I guess the, the first thing is to kind of lay it out, right? Like the argument is it's better to be bad than boring because, right? Like uh, how many times have we seen an IGN or... Um, I, I guess the guy that I've seen do it the most is maybe Gene Park say something like, oh, well, it made the cardinal sin of being boring. And yeah, right, that is certainly something that sucks about a game. And it feels like somebody who originally wrote that, whoever it was uh, back, you know, 10 years, 20 years, I don't know how long this has been a saying, but somebody back then said, oh, the cardinal sin, and it was probably about a Call of Duty, right? <laughs> the cardinal sin of being boring instead of bad but is that really the cardinal sin because i tell you what man there are some terrible games out there there's some games that are really 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 unenjoyable i've played them and been like why did i waste my time um, shamu's deep sea adventures shamu right like shamu's <laughs> just like deeply dissatisfying to play the it's whole also time both. it's bad it's boring like they're not mutually exclusive concepts and the the concept of boring is something that obviously uh, similar to bad, but bad's a little more, uh, a little easier to look at from a, an objective critical lens. You know, like you can say that in, in a technical sense, X game is a bad game because it fails at its goals or whatever. Uh, boring games like Days Gone is a game that exists. And I know people who are very casual players that are like, that game's really fun. And I enjoyed it, and I did. I played the whole 30 hour story, and I think about Deacon St. John and Boozer every day. And <laughs> I look at those people, and I question uh, every taste they have after that, uh, because that's their taste, and that game wasn't boring to them. 
but goddamn, that game's boring. John. It is. It's a really boring you know? game. Look, I cried when Booster's arm got lit on fire. I thought that was very emotionally affecting. Um, and then a, a bear swiped me through a gas station roof, and that's all I remember, I remember about that game. I was watching you play that. Oh, that yeah. Point. I played about Wait, 10 hours was... of it, and none of it really stuck with me, which I guess would be the counter argument to kind of how I feel, right? It's like, well, you know, if all I can remember from the game I found boring was like two things, right? And one of those I said ironically, of course, right? Boozer got his arm lit up. That was kind of funny, right? But <laughs> I I feel like it was just a weird, I don't know, if you were to chart this out, right? A bad game starts off kind of here because you can at least look at it and laugh at it. Like with Shamu, that's kind of our go-to example. If you don't know Shamu's Deep Sea Adventure, just look up some clips on YouTube. It's kind of funny at first, right? You're like, why is there a Sea World game? Why is the manatee called Horatio? Why does he say there are cool postcards underwater? Like, there's all these things that are funny. And then it flatlines as you realize, oh, this is a deeply unenjoyable actual experience. Past like 10 I'm gonna, minutes. I'm going to jump in because I realized uh, as you were describing Shamu that the person that recommend that made me review Shamu is the person that likes Days Gone. Oh, <laughs> oh it's the same person. <laughs> yep. That's right. So oh, this is like so. a condition then. Yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, it was their parents <laughs> got them a bunch of shovelware games all the yeah. time for some reason. Not ironically. They, they would just they buy have a ton of shovelware games. Yeah. I see. Like, legit. Well, but they're also like a chronic um, player of football manager. <laughs> As well, yeah. They 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 went from sports games and Ubisoft to sports games and Menu uh, third person Spread, open yeah, world spreadsheets. PlayStation games well, and spreadsheets. Dude, the the football manager one is actually like really funny, but really cool if you're a fan of of football and you and you're a fan of like spreadsheets, like I am. Um, but yeah, everything else that was just really funny. The the yeah. shovelware and Shamu. Right. But yeah, I guess it's a thing where like if you were to chart it out, maybe it starts higher than a boring game, but I feel like it dips lower than a boring game after a point because the boring game, I think by definition, is just kind of middle of the road. You know, there's no ups and downs to the experience. It's just kind of flatline. Right. And I don't know if like the five minutes of enjoyment of Shamu I got from laughing at it ever outweighed the. How long is that game? Three, four hours of having to play the rest of it? It should only be three, but it's longer. It's right. like four, four and a half. <laughs> well, right. every time you get stuck, you know, with uh, with Poseidon for an hour. or There's there's the Poseidon fights a crapshoot. There's the uh, you need air and sometimes they don't give you air anymore. So you just drown and start over. Right. Uh, <laughs> they still you make do... you get air in that game. Yeah, you are a whale. Yeah, you have to do a Street a Fighter whale. input for the final boss, but it doesn't register. Nine times only time, time in the game. That they make you do a, a behind-the-back Street Fighter fight against a Poseidon. Yeah. So wow. I think anyway. that perhaps w- what I can do is I can provide a couple of arguments here, both for and against, and mm-hmm. maybe we can examine them a little bit. And I think maybe I'll start with the boring side, because it's the most common one, right? And I think that we can start with the idea that it is uh, something of a breach of contract for a game to be... Uh, boring right because the the idea of a game is that it promises to be entertaining and engaging and a boring game will sort of inherently fail that premise or i guess promise um leaving me as the player feeling you know cheated so uh, mm-hmm. i guess in that case i would i would compare it to buying a meal that was inedible versus mm-hmm. buying a meal that was not pleasing there, there is an angle that comes out of that, though, that especially in the modern day, boring games actually are sometimes sought out by design. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't mean this as a derogatory, but Power Watch Simulator is an inherently boring video game. It is, and meant, I love it. Yeah, I, that's and it a great is meant example. to be boring because yeah. it is meant to be a a palate cleanser. It I is feel meant- like boring and meditative are two different things right like if you think about a minecraft i can see people saying that's boring right but if you look at it from the lens of like being a little bit meditative or a little bit um just yeah like you're saying kevin a a reset passive peaceful right all these other adjectives i don't know that boring is the most holistic 
<laughs> meditation is just weaponized boredom. The idea of meditation is to to actively, uh, at least in in like the the the, the Buddhist monk sense, uh, actively expel any thoughts and just exist in the moment. You're allowed to let thoughts in. You just have to think. No, I have to put those to the side. It is meant to be a state of nothing, which is what boring is. It is a state of nothing. I don't know. Any boring I feel game like can be meditative a... if you if you wanted to, but there are some that are designed in that sense. It has I feel one like mechanic. I have a bit of a distinction for me personally between the lack of thought and something being actively against me being entertained, if that yeah, makes sense. But, but what and I'm so, saying is that a game that is designed with one mechanic in mind, and that mechanic is specifically uh, meant to to be nothing, uh, you know, Football Manager can be the same thing in that sense, but uh, those games are designed to be boring. They're not designed to be these meditative experiences. Like, Train Simulator is not meant to be a meditative experience. It's meant to be a, a nothing experience for the people that want that uh, that relaxing nothingness to help them meditate. That doesn't make sure. it not. I mean, well, not inherently a, a boring experience. That's a better that's example fine. than something like a power wash simulator. I feel like power wash simulator has that like element of satisfying to it. And yeah, that's one mechanic, but it's at least. I'm confused on this because I feel aging? like at least with the train simulator, you have a whole train <coughs> array to keep track of. Whereas with power oh, washes, too, literally yeah. spray. Yeah, it sounds yeah. to me that this is more of a, a Nico's personal, you know, uh, yeah. personal mm -hmm. opinion on it. Um, but but you know, the thing is, is that what's boring is going to be very very personal to all of us. Yeah, um, I it's find a subjective thing all around. Exactly. I, I find some of the, you know, most successful games in the world to be incredibly dull. Um, but th that's not necessarily the thing, right? Like, I guess in this case, we're kind of talking about the idea of lost potential. Um, yeah. So, so a, a bad game might offer some elements of enjoyment, a compelling story or um, innovative mechanics, something like that. But then a boring game squanders that potential entirely offering nothing right so in that particular case is is this sort of boring uh, uh of a passive indifference versus the bad of active displeasure right yeah and that's that's what i was getting getting uh trying to 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 push us towards is like the idea that the the con the concept of boring in itself is one we have to explore a little bit before we get to the, the definition of what we're calling a boring game because yeah. Yeah. The, you know that, that there are boring games that are good and, I think yeah. if we're going with the, the the definition of boredom right I would say that it's a state of apathy more than sort of not doing anything it's not caring about what you're doing yeah right? and, and so, lost potential is a great way to put that yeah, yeah like uh, if being... we're playing um, Power Wash Simulator, which I love, and if you haven't played it, it's a great experience, especially if you've got a friend or or whatever, and you want to like spend a couple hours just kind of talking, which is what it's become for me is it's an opportunity for me to have a conversation with somebody while kind of mindlessly doing something because, you know, you want to hang out with friends, but you also want to not be staring blankly into the void of the monitor in front of you. Well, here you go. You can just kind of play this game and... and not be staring into the void, but be staring at the uh, power wash. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a good Investment. experience for that. Well, yeah. And I mean, and I will say this, right? I'm thinking of boring as something that actively disengages me. Right. right. So apathy. Um, apathy, I yeah, think, is the apathy. most important part is that you don't feel anything, <clears throat> that you well, don't care about it, that it's a drain on your energy or a drain on your enthusiasm, that you feel empty and, as you mentioned, disengaged. And I think maybe the best thing to, to say here is that it feels like you've wasted your time. Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, I, I'm I'm not out here, like, fighting for Power Wash Simulator specifically you know, that's not a hill that I really want to die on. But like, as far as my personal view of like what boredom is, I'm trying to like put that to the side. I'm trying to get to like a a central idea of like, this is what a boring game is. 
Right. Chris, and that's. Me, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were. Well, that, you know, I guess that's why for me, it's games like, you know, um, Callisto Protocol that we had like spoken about briefly on the pre-show where that game has a story. And it's not a nothing game like these singular mechanic games are right. Like, so it's not it's clearly not like designed to be boring, but it's boring because the story doesn't make you engage with it. If that um, makes sense, like it just kind of exists. And, and, and that goes back to M's uh, lost potential thought, which is why yeah. I was gonna I was gonna jump to Chris, but you did mention before we go to Chris yeah. uh, that we stream these live on Twitch at Crub underscore official with exclusive pre and post show content. Uh, we were talking earlier today about the weather, so we did it again, and it's much more interesting than it sounds. Uh, we have a lot Let's of fun. Give on the credit. Shows. We played pal name, Pokemon name. You know, we made Nico guess which was what, what was fake, what we made up. You know, we we had more fun than that. I had already I had already washed that out of my memory with Power Watch Simulator. But yeah, um, we we are streaming these on Twitch every Tuesday around 7 p.m. Eastern with a, the pre-show around 6.30. Uh, we also have a Patreon with a bunch of exclusive bonus content, uh, much more that should be coming up in the next month or two with some cool things that we're starting up that, uh, that I'm really excited for personally uh, that I think you guys will enjoy. The Patreon tiers are changing very, very soon. So if you want to get in and get every piece of content we've ever done and ever will do, the Founder tier, it's $5 a month. It's going away soon and uh, it will be replaced with Something that is probably more expensive, I'm going to guess, because less expensive would be weird. Uh, anyway. We're silly, but not that silly. Oh, yeah. And uh, crub.org slash join our public Discord. That's yes. right. You can be in the same Discord server with us. Yeah. It's you free. Can, you can hang out. You can chat. Well, we've had a really active community over there already, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, what I was going to jump to you, Chris, with was uh, M had mentioned the idea of the lost potential as like one of the, the potential definitions for boring. And I want to throw a question to you. Could that not also apply to bad? I would agree. I'm with you on that. I think that could definitely apply to... I mean, you'll see people say even good games have lost potential, right? I guess at a point that's critique in general. But putting that aside, you know, yeah, I would say so. Um, I guess for me, it's not yeah. so much that lost potential is even a driving factor in thinking about some of these things this way, though it is a part of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I just look at that blankly and I'm like, yeah, probably for both cases. <laughs> Do you have any uh, specific games that jump to you uh, immediately with both bored and bad or boring and bad, I should say, rather, uh, that you want to highlight and uh, soapbox or dunk on for a bit? <laughs> oh, I guess. I mean, we use Battle and Wonderworld in the promotional tweet, right, which is extremely the definition of bad in terms of confounding design decisions but also boring in that even if you manage to stomach those and get through with it it is still a game where you can sometimes jump and sometimes can't jump going through these very basic stale plain geometrically designed environments right there's a little excitement there's a little sense to a lot of the things in bell and wonder world is very much just a game that exists and you can technically complete and it's kind of funny up front. Again, kind of like Shamu. You look at it and you're like, oh, haha, you can't jump, haha, all this stuff. And then you just keep playing and it is just kind of a waste of your time. Unless you like it. You know, maybe you'll play it and it does something for you. <laughs> and it's not a waste of your time. But for me, it's a waste that's of the problem, my time. Right? Yeah. That's the yeah. problem is, is then you like it. And so for me, I, I think in some way I keep going back to food for this in my head, right? Like it's being served a meal. And I, I think that the difference is whether or not I feel that I'm being respected as the consumer, right? So a developer might be creating a bad game because they're misguided or they lack resources or they're bad or whatever, right? Like there's lots of reasons why you might get a quote bad game. Uh, however, it is still attempting to be enjoyable. It is still attempting to give me this good experience. And that is me being given this burnt or undercooked meal that, you know, if it had been done differently, it could have been good versus being given a perfunctory, bland piece of chicken. Here you go. This is food. You are now eating protein. Right. It's an MRE. Right. <laughs> Which is there. It, it, it's when it's boring. It feels like it's indif. <clears throat> excuse me. It feels like it's indifference to my experience. Right. 
So I think that there is somewhat um, sort of with crime, right? Like the idea of crime, there's intent involved. So if you if you don't intend to commit a crime, did you commit a crime is, is a philosophical question, right? Um, which is like why there's the idea of, uh, of manslaughter versus murder, right? Because you didn't intend to commit it, but we still think it's bad. It's and a I, crime I'm, not to hit the like button on YouTube. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> but the point being that if you didn't intend to give, if you were trying to give me something really good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's that guy? He's famous. The Yan Yan Deer. Is that how you say it? I've never said. Jtar Nine. Oh, Yandere. Oh, famous. Yeah. Yandere. Yes. Oh, Yandere Dev. Yeah. So is is he giving you something that is bad, but it, he's trying to give it to you good, right? Or is he not caring what your experience is, and you're getting something that you don't, you know? I think that that's that's sort of my delineation between bad and boring personally mm-hmm. because obviously there's the subjectivity of boring right what might be boring to you we we were talking about it with um days Harlash, gone minecraft I, days gone yeah right i find days gone to be incredibly boring i think it's just one of the most boring experiences just kind of trundling along doing nothing for hours and hours and uh you know, I love uh, Starkiller, right? He's such a great actor, but, like, boy, is that whole game just incredibly dull. But as Kevin said, there are some people who think that's one of the best games that they've ever played, and they love it. Um, so I, I think that the subjectivity of it kind of removes the ability to just blandly label something, or I, I guess uh, broadly label something as bad or boring, um, because, you know subjective experience is debatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that, especially because of how I feel about turn-based games. I'm not going to sit here and say they're boring because I, I think this one is one of the examples that is extremely subjective to just me in that if something doesn't like demand that I am attentive to it, I won't be attentive to it. And so that's why a turn-based game actively turns me off and actively makes me apathetic towards it. But I think, you know, finding your why is very important because obviously there are reasons that a game like a Shamu would be enjoyable for an hour, right? Um, you know, and there are, are reasons that something like... Um, you know, Balan might not be right. Or something like Callisto protocol might not be, or something like evil within might not be, um, mm. you know, and yeah, I, I think I just needed to throw that point out there and that <laughs> I got you with the subjectivity of all of it, finding out why you think it's boring versus why you think it's just bad, but fun. I guess it's some of- interesting revelations. Go, Chris. That's kind of where I'm coming to in this conversation, I guess. Because I, no matter what, I can't remove the fact that I want to know why it is bad and why it is boring in both realms, right? It's harder for me to just sit back and turn my brain off and evaluate which one is right. Because Days Gone got me thinking, and I was like, on every level, that's like a completely fine game, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Or completely decent, you know? There's nothing really broken or bad. Or I would say even like kind of just outright wrong in that game, at least like from a general broad perspective. And I can't even sit here and remove myself from the fact that I want to look at it and figure out why it bores me. You know what I mean? Because like the gunplay was fine. Motorcycle stuff's fine. The zombie stuff, it's fine. Right. You, you've done it all before. There's a lot of it in that game's case. Yeah. Um, so maybe and that's that makes my it, issue for like consuming too much, right? At a point. And well, and also yeah. it's the fact that it's a this, you know, what, 35, 40 hour experience. Do you want to entertain having to fuel up your bike for 35 <laughs> to 40 hours? Some people would say, yes, Metro is a franchise that thrives off of limited resources. And I always I often like the idea of limited resources in games, but uh, it's much harder to pull off well. So that's one of those things where if you can't keep people 
not all people, not even most people, but if you can't keep a, a chunk of your core audience significantly entertained enough to get to the point in the game where they're willing to finish it, not necessarily like you have to have a perfect ride from start to end, but if it's like I'm 60% through and it's kind of getting a little boring, but I want to see, I want to stick through it, mm-hmm. then to some level you've succeeded. And then that m- makes for a really uh, difficult conversation because people don't tend to finish video games by and large. This is a very tuned in conversation here. Uh, the the friend of mine and Nico's that liked Days Gone, I don't know that they finished it. They no very idea, well might yeah. not have. They might have just played it for two hours and said speaking, it was good. Yeah, most likely they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and and that that makes for a, an interesting conversation on top of that, that because we're tuned in, A, we have that more critical lens, and B, we're both more and less likely to uh, – I saw this in the, in the Twitch chat, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cop the phrase – cope a bad game into being good. Yeah, I did resonate uh, with that. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> I do that know, all the time, man. <laughs> we take these flawed experiences, especially in the in the content creation field. And if it's something that means something to us, Legend of Dragoon is a great example. Uh, that game is very flawed, but that doesn't mean that it didn't resonate in a way that we wanted to uh, talk about how the flaws don't matter to the core of the experience, even if they matter still. And Right. There, are, there are two sides of this coin because the casual player might just say, "I liked that," and then never think about it again, and never think about why they liked it. Whether think about, never think about if they actually liked it or if it was just, "Well, that took my mind for an hour, so I guess that was fun." I didn't think about my terrible job and everything going yeah. R- yeah. wrong for a bit, right? Oh. Yeah, and I guess like Legend <laughs> of Dragoon is a great example because I think that's where I'd hope to all branch out to someone who loves Days Gone and is like, "How could you even insinuate?" That's less than good. People don't go to Legend of Dragoon. People outright hate that game sometimes and call it a knockoff and rip off. And like, I like it a lot. I thought it was pretty cool. It's a I played very, it recently. very rad game. Yeah. So <laughs> just for Days Gone fans, uh, I get it. So don't don't be too mad. Sorry. It's, it's kind <laughs> but, of putting no, your toes valid. into two different discussions there, though, right? Like the lack yeah. of critical thought, because we know that this is a common thing. Uh, and it's more prevalent amongst, I think, maybe people like us who spend all day being critical, right? And as you learn to be critical, you start being critical of more things, and then you become critical. And, you know, um, then there's the, the group of people who think that critical means negative, which <laughs> it doesn't. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's sort of that concept there as to whether or not when we're talking about Oh, it's boring. They really mean bad, but they don't have the sort of uh, critical wherewithal yet built within themselves to be able to say why they think it's bad or why they think it's boring. And I think that's certainly a, a discussion to be had. Um, and then there's also the sort of degrees of badness discussion, right? Which mm-hmm. I think is maybe more relevant to this particular topic because some games can be atrociously buggy and broken and offensive. Um, but, but some games are just kind of not very good. And I think perhaps not very good ends up being considered boring more than, than anything else. Mm-hmm. I, and there's also, sorry, hi dog. I don't know what he barked at. Uh, he just, just heard something. Uh, we'll cut that out of the audio version so you won't hear the bark. Uh, what I was going to say was, there's also the angle of while we're still talking about that idea of the critical lens, you have critics like a like a Gene Park who are uh, not to put them in particular on blast. They are they are going out of their way to rec- their job is to recommend stuff to the casual consumer. So then, are they judging boring by the barometer of what a a regular player would consider boring? You know. That's yeah. another angle to dive into it, and uh, I had a follow-up thought, but I will I will leave that to one of you while I go see what the hell my dog wants. Yeah, audiences, um, or rather demographic, is I think very important in this, and I think that's a valuable point um, that Kevin brought up, which is that if I am telling you that a game is boring, if I am saying, oh, this game is boring and I don't think you would like it, right, that is a whole different sort of uh, uh, discussion than me saying, I think this game is boring and I don't like it. 
audience is very important there. If I am a professional journalist working for um, IGN, right, and I'm getting paid $3 an hour to review this JRPG, and I say, oh, it's boring, then perhaps I don't mean that I didn't like it or that it's bad, right? Perhaps I'm just saying that 51% of people will not like it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It brings into question the critical lens of uh, the critics to some degree, which I don't. I don't mean as yeah. a disparagement well, to them. But I, I'll say about this, right? Sorry, the critics is a, is something I need to bounce off of because I feel like uh, um, nowadays with the current internet climate, I feel like it's hard, and I feel like a lot of critics just simply don't play enough of a game to know i mean not you guys obviously i know that you guys obviously and you say it in your videos either complete the games or play enough of a games or am i know you have a rule of like x amount of hours if it doesn't grip you by then you know you consider it chunder but i don't think enough critics play enough of the games to be able to say whether they're boring or not i don't know that we can really make that call you don't that, think that's so? That's very, very, very case by case. Because I've sense. I've been accused of not playing a game that I've hundred percented for a video. Interesting. Like people well, wait, are going but being to ac- like being accused of it is different from like. But they will say you didn't it. talk about this, therefore you didn't play the whole game. Yeah, I guess so. But when you get a four score for a game that you literally can't boot up, it kind of feels disingenuous. What's well, that's, oh, that's cyberpunk. That's the editor that made that score, not the writer. So. Yeah, the cyberpunk discussion, because, mm-hmm. right, like, when we're talking about uh, uh, scores, and we shouldn't be, because, boy, yeah. we're going off into the weeds nope. there. Um, <laughs> but when we're talking about something like a cyberpunk, uh, I, I think that this comes into the idea of redemption, right? Where a bad game can be patched, and it can be updated, and it can receive a, a sequel, Right. And you can improve on the flaws of this. And I think No Man's Sky and Cyberpunk are really good examples of that, which were um, almost object- uh, objectively bad. Right. They weren't boring. They were just objectively broken games uh-huh. that had whatever in it. And I think maybe even No Man's Sky, you could say, was boring. And that was its bad part of it, um, where a, a, a bad game can be patched. Right. It can be updated. It can be improved. But a boring game, maybe conceptually boring, where the, the core gameplay loop is not enjoyable and it, it induces apathy, um, mm. it's fundamentally stuck in this uninspired state. And so there's kind of no hope for a future improvement there. Yeah, I mean, Bethesda makes its whole uh, career off of games mm. that start out broken and turn out good by the end, thanks to modders. Yeah. So that's yeah. like... It's been a thing for a long, long time that that's been the case. It's just it's funny that the 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 oft shared Miyamoto quote is now kind of flipped on its head because uh, uh, a game that comes out too early can be bad, but there are good examples of them being fixed if it has the right mindset behind it. If you have the vision and the funding to get all the way through and fix it, that's a completely different discussion, though, uh, than we were going to have. I don't remember quite where I wanted to jump into with. Uh, or jump back into with the uh, the critical lens, but uh, I'll circle back in case there was anything that we had missed to the idea of the critics calling a game boring without necessarily mm. without necessarily calling it boring with the audience of the review in mind, with the recommendation in mind. Because, uh, and again, this is still into the weeds, but speaking uh, on a personal level, I've been bored by games that I've recommended in reviews, but that's solely because they give me four days to review it. That's a whole different issue, but that's a thing that uh, real reviewers also have to deal with, and they probably get paid less than I do at this point. So it, there's that angle, and there's the angle of, uh, the again, the media versus the, the individual uh, consumer and whether at a point you start falling out of touch a little. Uh, again, I don't mean that as a disparagement to, I know we brought up Gene Park. I don't mean that as a shot on, on him at all, but uh, it's just, it's one environment's of the, so different, right? Exactly. Like yeah. when you're playing a game for your job, it is a, it, it's inherently different. And I think M, you kind of touched on that when I was dealing with dog. So, so thank you. Yeah. Cause there are some um, times like we'll get, you know, like launch day 
game code right <laughs> and it's like the pressure is both on and off at that point off because like you'll probably finish yeah. that review when it's past its time so at a point you can kind of take your time but it's also then you're kind of going in like Ugh, okay well i should may as well do anything else right now right I that's should may as where, well do anything else right now. Great, great. That's currently where I am at the time of recording. With yeah, a, with a project. Whereas yeah. for most people, you know, I like again, it kind of got me thinking of what we were talking about, right? Like most people don't finish games, which I think reframes it for a lot of people because it's like, yeah, maybe someone got Days Gone for like ten bucks at GameStop, played it three times, and went like, yeah, I don't know, that was cool, and that's all they ever think about that game, and it's completely fine, and it's completely whatever you know it's not bad or boring to them even it just fulfilled a perfunctory ancillary role to their life and then it's gone and that's all it ever really needed to be right yeah especially amongst like us like i think us four especially are very geared to thinking about a game in its totality right we are very geared toward wanting to finish the game we want to see the credits we want to hit the end or an end point after or before that right and think about the experience as a whole and judge from there and i think maybe there's also yeah some disconnect where it's like a lot of people probably just don't think that way if you're into gaming youtube and watching gaming youtube videos you're probably closer to us on that right but for and, most and people that's, that, yeah. that's why you'd be tuned into this conversation of bad versus boring at all because you've heard <laughs> right. the content creators that say that and to go back to that point yeah. the the whole origin of that topic uh to begin with is insert content creator here saying that and it's because right. like you said at the start of the podcast it's because that creator has more that they can do joke wise on mm. a bad game versus a boring game. Their evil clone uh, from the future is giving them a rougher time handing them. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that's that's <laughs> yeah. actually, I think maybe bit. my idea of, of, of what the point or where, where that comes into that statement mm-hmm. of, Oh, it's worst cardinal sin of being bad or boring. Right. I think that we have to take into uh, account the audience that is saying that, right? Yes. And that is absolutely journalists and content creators and and people who are trying to talk about a game. And if you give me this thing that I can't talk about, right? So if I'm the person who's writing the cardinal sin of Call of Duty is that it's boring, right? I'm saying that because I have absolutely nothing else to say about this game, and I have to. Because if I'm uh, a random and we, you know, uh, just by virtue of listening to this podcast or watching it live or whatever, you you are automatically not in the bottom like 80% of gamers, right? You're not uh, uh, a normal everyday gamer because the normal everyday gamer uh, plays one game a year or two games a year and they that's it. Right. Like the average number of games is, is like three outside of mobile gaming. So you're not going to be that person just by virtue of listening to this. And you need to kind of, I think, be thinking about that person um, who is the person that's picking this up and saying, oh, this is boring. I don't know. And and whether that's ease of expression from the from the the journalists. Right. To be able to say, oh, it's boring uh, without trying to go into the, the effort that is required um, to to delve into the specific issues or the mechanics or or whatever, and making it a quick and sort of convenient way to express dissatisfaction, or it's the player who has the lack of vocabulary um, and the sort of you know detailed critique uh, knowledge of specific terms and concepts and whatever. Whichever one, I think that boring just ends up being audience oriented i have to mm. say this because i have nothing else to say interesting interesting because you do have to consider the reader's eyes glazing over who's john mick i don't know guy who works a nine to five or <laughs> is at the factory right and he's just like i just does it work does yeah yeah work john when i put it in <laughs> you know and it depends john on mick. the um it depends on the the outlet you're also uh talking about not in terms of the 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 individual but in terms of the audience because we know that ign reviews can affect game sales that's mm-hmm. a thing and so the ign reviews do have to be the most boilerplate thing that you can think of because that's the audience for it i'm not going to make a boilerplate review for my audience uh, mm-hmm. unless i have a game early enough that i know that there's the algorithmic chance that it reaches a more casual audience right uh and it's a whole different style of of reviewing versus the stuff that any of us have ever thought of making 
outside of that new content because that is uh, an outreach in its own. And you're going to get people saying uh, frequently, you're too mean to this game. Why did you hate on this part when it's just like, oh, I thought the collectibles were dumb or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, oh, there's too many of them. And that that the the lack of uh, gaming literacy to, to kind of go back to what you were saying em, uh, comes into play there because yep. people don't know that being critical isn't hating. You know, right. Yeah. You know, for well, me to say, oh, it has repetitive gameplay or an uninspired story or clunky controls or worse, it has a lack of challenge. Right. Like none of that is me saying this game is inherently bad. But if you are being critical, you are being negative uh, in yeah. a lot of people's minds. And what's it's, interesting is that if I were to simply sum all that up and say, well, it's kind of boring, they'd be like, well, yeah, they would so, say, oh, it's so it's I, so fun, you know? Yeah. So the the thing for me, right, is is like, you know, um, I think we're, I don't know, I I'm I don't really care how game reviewers say it to be honest with you, like I, I'm if a game feels boring, it's gonna feel boring. I think it's better to have a game that's fun, even if it's not executed as well as maybe something that's executed well, um. You know, but I think that I, I do think that games should be sort of have an entertainment value to them, right? Like maybe fun isn't the right word for it, but having some kind of value outside of, you know, just a base level, you're doing something, um, which, you know, for some people, like we said earlier, that could be meditation for other people that could be, they just want some kind of distraction, like Chris said before, or for other people that could be, you know, repetition like me, right? I like repetition in my games. Other people might consider that boring. Um, but I think as soon as you get into a territory of like your game, not having some sort of something to offer the right person, I think that is actually worse than simply maybe not being able to execute on optimization or graphics or even writing to a certain degree. Because if you can hit that campiness, then like you're fine. So are you saying you know, bad or boring is better? I am saying that bad is better. It's mm. not perfect. It's obviously bad still. <laughs> right. But it's better than something that is actively unfun. And I think that's where I draw the line is when something is actively unfun to me, it could be a different thing from what's unfun to you. But if I want to stop playing it, if I don't want to turn it on again, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, uh, this has hit the boring mark. And you guys know me, I'll finish something, even if it's bad. Like I finished, you know, um, a lot of things actually, but, um, you know, if jump, something is boring, yeah. It's, sorry, jump, jump, to jump to Kevin. Well, to jump back to what you were, were saying is, yeah. uh, I don't think you have to care what reviewers or content creators think. It's just that this discussion exists because of them or yes. us. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't tell the story of this topic without talking about the origin of it. And the reason that it comes up so frequently is because of media. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a na- yeah, okay, yeah, true. I think it is based entirely on media yeah. for sure. I think you also touched on something we have not touched so far, which maybe the end point for it is that a bad game also can become boring very quickly. Is kind of the unspoken issue. Yeah, absolutely. Shamu, like you said, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, The Room kind of became that for me in terms of like movies, right? Like, I'm not going to say I'm there with Tommy Wiseau himself, but I am there with The Room. Like, I, I don't think it's as funny anymore now as it was the second time I watched it, the first time I got too invested in the story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're not, we don't have to. I'm just, that's that's the beginning and end of the story. That keeps being used here is equally bad to be clear. Mm. I think that using fun is equally bad as boring. It is uh, as subjective and it lacks as much detail saying uh, a game is fun. Tells me nothing more uh, about its strengths or weaknesses. It's not actionable in any way. 
it's a category more so than it is an actual descriptor. Like, I think you have it's to a say shallow it's fun assessment. Because... I think it's just the same sort of shallow assessment as boring, right? right but I, if I, you I, say it's fun because or it's boring because and then you go on, like I feel like that's like you can have substance there. I feel like it's just a starting, like a jumping off point. I mean, that, that becomes a question of the nuanced discussion, which, again, comes yeah. down to if you're either a critic or have a critical lens, which, again, if you're in the audience that is listening to this podcast, then yes, you do. Uh, yeah. But the the wide group of people that aren't tuned into that, that's that's not the case. And we know yeah. that there are a lot of, uh, for lack of a better term, normal people that watch the content creators that call this stuff bad or boring and say that bad is better than boring and all that stuff. And that becomes a thing that gets parroted because there's less. There's it's pithy. less. Yeah. 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 That's a good way of putting it. That's really what it is. It's pithy to overgeneralize. It, it makes a, for a good, you know, I don't know, headline term. Oh, critical sin. Boring. And it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. That's a, a nice way to kick this game that you didn't really enjoy very much. But I do think that it ultimately is shallow. It lacks detail and it's a subjective sort of statement. And that gets repeated and parroted nowadays in the content creator era. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, how many times? Like... Sorry. How many times do you have Sonic 06 get dunked on relentlessly because it was the go-to dunk on game and it became a vicious cycle? It it deserves it, but that turned into dunking on an entire franchise. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and, and I agree. I do. I, I feel like that's a... Um, an interesting point too of like, you know, sort of the power of the collective discourse in determining the future of something, right? A bunch of people could probably find Sonic 06 to be not boring. I'm sure they're out there. It's not Whoever. boring for the first couple hours. After that, it can get there. Sure. But. Right. Well, you know, and it's... um. So I do agree with them to a certain point that like just simply putting that out there with no context and just saying this is boring and stopping at that 100% shallow. Which is the issue. That's absolutely. what's happening. It, it yeah, that's, where, that's how this topic came up. Right. Yeah. But I just don't think that it's always that. I don't think that it's always a shallow thing to say. I think that it can be used as a springboard, like I was saying before. I don't we think it's always bad. <laughs> we like, weren't disagreeing with you. We're yeah. just explaining the the way that this discussion started in, to begin with gotcha. years ago. Mm -hmm. gotcha. And that's important to the context of the discussion because you can call a thing boring, but putting the debate forward of bad or boring is, like Em said, putting two nebulous debates or new two, ne two nebulous words head to head in a debate. And you're going to get a third nebulous response, which is actually it's fun or actually it's good. So there's four words that mean nothing then. <laughs> that and is very true. They mean nothing on their own. Absolutely. Like you do need the context to, to say that. And to be fair, and there's, mm. there are some cases, uh, you know, friends of the channel in the content space have used that as an example at the end of a video. And I still don't personally like that, that phrasing of it. But that's sort of like their wrap up of what else can I say? Yeah, and, a mixed bag. Yeah, like <laughs> it, and that's mixed oh. bag is a thing that you see all the time in traditional reviews. It's just that this is the content creator version of that. Mm -hmm. See, I think mixed bag is even lazier of a response. <laughs> to be honest, well, it's all again, it's all very very shallow, right? And yeah. I understand that it makes it easy, right? It's very easy to point at some of these games that have come out and say, "Oh, Crackdown Three is boring." Oh, Babylon's Fall is boring. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda is boring. But I think that ultimately, when you say that those things, right, is Mass Effect Andromeda actually boring? No, it's fucking bad because it's broken and buggy and it came out and then it was fixed, right? This is, <laughs> there's a whole other part of the context that's missing there. Mm -hmm. um, it, it evolved. Do you remember that game? The asymmetric Left four or five on one thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, that right. game, it, it famously, oh, it's boring, committed the cardinal sin of being boring. No, it wasn't boring. It wasn't boring at all. It was a asymmetric multiplayer game that just unfortunately didn't spend a whole lot of time figuring out how to make 4v1 a lot of fun. But it wasn't boring. It was just kind of broken unless you were the monster. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, like there's, there's these issues where you need further context, and it, it really does... 
the problem I don't want to rant, right? But the problem I have with these is that it ends up feeling like it is just a simple way to not be literate, right? And I don't mean that in the terms of reading, but, you know, being literate about the media that you're engaging in. And I hate the term media literacy, too, because it's becoming a catch-all for everything. But if you're going to engage in these things, then you should know what you're talking about, right? Uh, if you're going to engage in them and you're going to have a, an opinion, maybe don't just repeat my opinion because I said it. Yes. That was a yeah. thing that I was going to say uh, n- near the end of my last thought, which is a thing that I've said frequently on games that I feel mixed on, is don't let my opinion be a substitute for your experience. Like, even if I'm not recommending a thing, it doesn't mean that you can't like it. It doesn't mean that I'm insulting you personally by saying it's not a thing that I think I can recommend to the casual player or anything of that sort. But that's not yeah. a thing that I love that saying, you by the way. Thanks. I don't think that you um, need to play Crackdown 3 or Fallout 76 in order to know that they are not good. This is the whole concept of reviews. It's the whole concept of of sort of the creator space is that you don't have to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Someone else can do that for you and you can learn about that and you can, you know, you can be a part of the discussion about how Fallout 76 is not a great game when it launched. I don't know if it's good now cuz I'm never going to play it because of how they're, bad it was when it launched. They're right? in Atlantic yeah. City now. Well, Christy, I don't know why, but they are. Uh, yeah, that's cool that they did that, I guess. But the point is that I don't think you need to have that. But I'm never going to sit down and say, uh, with some sort of confidence or authority, Fallout 76, trash game. What a terrible game. It's so boring. Because I don't know. And and to just parrot that from somebody else ends up being illiterate. <laughs> I would hope that people would know not to take my opinion unless they directly align with me. Um, Chris, do you have any any words to say on the responsibility of using your opinion? I have words that I'll say in lieu of Chris because there's currently an extreme <laughs> issue going on. Uh, I, I was Chris, trying to get Chris to say something. <laughs> while Chris irons out that issue, uh, I will say that we're going to cut this part out probably. Okay, that's probably a good note to go out on. <laughs> That's and with that. Thank with you, that. everyone, for listening. <laughs> I've been Chris with me, Kevin. We already Nico. Thank you for being here with me tonight. Thank you for you listening. Should, you should share your thoughts with us, uh, specifically on yes. Twitter, uh, because this nuanced discussion needs only 128 characters. So oh. only share the opinions <laughs> with us. Uh, Twitter at Crub Official. Isn't it 212 characters now? I don't care. 